Hello, this is Ian Austin of Friday Night Fright fame, and I'm doing a particularly interesting episode today. This is a combined collection by VHS comments, recap, review, commentaries, weather. It's a giant episode, 3 hours, 14 minutes. Don't expect you to listen to it all at once, because it's way too long to listen to it one time. But if you're going on a trip and you want to hear my views on VHS... Here's a combined episode. I'm going to be doing some more of these episodes in the future. Every once in a while, a combined episode of certain parts that I've done. For example, I updates Halloween. I'll put kickoff show, main show and post show as one episode at some point. But for now, here's VHS. Hope you enjoy. And also remember, there are a few sponsorship adverts in this podcast. It's only about a minute long. If you want to skip it, that's fine. That's not a problem, but... Any chance I get to earn a little bit extra money and keep this podcast going, there you go. Even though I can't actually cash out because I'm not allowed to at the moment. But hey, sponsorship anyway. Hope you enjoy this episode. And remember, I don't particularly enjoy VHS, but it's a lot better than paranormal activity. Anyway, hope you enjoy the episode. And as always, remember, life is beautiful. Hey, this is Ian Austin, Friday Night Fright Fame, and because of our continuing process, try and get some more money for the podcast, because that telephone really screwed us six ways to Sunday. This episode is going to have no swearing in it, I hope not anyway, and it's going to be a bonus episode, and it's going to be a review, and maybe a recap, I don't know, of Friday Night Frights. Favourite combat movie of present, a limitless review, if you will, of Spider-Man Far From Home. So that'll be coming up just after a brief word from my sponsor, because sponsorship's important. When your sidekick, in this case Mabel, has left, you need money where you can get it. So sponsorship is going to be here for the future. And if you want to sponsor Friday Night Fright, catch us up on Twitter. You know the account, Friday Night Fright, po- Friday Night Fright Podcast on Twitter. Follow us, and if you want to sponsor us, send me a message, and who knows, maybe we do some business. But until then, here's my sponsorship of the moment. So, without any spoilers, because why would I possibly spoil this movie for you, I watched Spider-Man Far From Home. I saw it at the cinema in York. Yes, I went to York. It was a magnificent experience. I love York, and I love this movie. Yay, Spider-Man Far From Home. I loved it. Very good movie. You probably think that you can stop listening right about now, and you could, but why don't you want to hear about what I love about the movie? I'll go in detail, maybe, who knows? I'll do my spoilery review part after I do my non-spoilery review part, so bear with me a sec, go and drink some dark coke. Delicious. I love this movie because it was fun. I know what you're going to say, aren't all Marvel movies fun? Yes, to a degree. This was laugh out loud fun, and that's good. That's what you need in life, especially after your sidekick's left your podcast. You're off screen sidekick, granted, off sound, off microphone sidekick, but one does all the shit that you don't want to do. Oh no, I swore. Oh no. CS1 is sidekick. Ruined, I swore. Okay, this episode has to have the expletive tag now. God damn it, I won't get those ki- I won't get kids listening. You can't have kids listening if you're swearing, that's the rules. Anyway, back to Spider-Man Far From Home. It's a Spider-Man movie you wanted all of your life, and you got it. It has flips, it has quips, it has... Uh, flips, quips. Blips! It has flips, quips and blips, because they call the, the whole... Been from 
Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War, they call it the blip. So flips, quips, and blips. <laughs> There's a tagline for you, Marvel. Please pay me money. I need money. Anyway, back to review. It's a very good Spider-Man movie. In fact, I would possibly go so far say, obviously, this is before I re, you know, rewatch it because I think you need to rewatch movie a couple of times to determine whether it's your favourite. But at first viewing, I'd say it's probably most I've enjoyed the Spider-Man movie in total. I know, I know, crazy. First viewing, obviously, you know, you need to bear that in consideration. But I loved it. I had everything I wanted from a Spider-Man movie and everything I didn't get from Spider-Man Homecoming. Don't know if I've mentioned on this podcast before, but I wasn't a huge fan of Homecoming. Uh, I've since enjoyed it more on Netflix, but in cinema, I was really bored. I just felt like they were going for a John Hughes aesthetic, and I understand that, and I get it, but I don't think they pulled it off the way they wanted to. One thing with John Hughes movies is they're very earnest, but they feel timeless, you know? It feel like you can watch them in any decade, and the prevailing themes work, and they still work. I think one problem with Spider-Man Homecoming is maybe if you hang out access to comic books, the ultimate Spider-Man comic books, you would have enjoyed it more. But I did have access to those and I saw all the John Hughes illusions in them. So I'd already gone through that update of Spider-Man with those sort of connective threads, those homages, if you will. And Homecoming didn't really do much for me. It also didn't feel like a movie which had a particular identity. Now, Grant, maybe that's because I left half an hour in because I was really bored. But, you know, I wasn't vibing on it. And also, I wasn't really vibing on um, Tom Holland as... Um, Hollander? Holland? Um, where? Tom Holland. Holland something. Holland Tom. I wasn't vibing on Holland Tom as Spider-Man. That's not his fault. He's a, clearly a very good actor and did a decent job in Civil War. But I just felt like... There was nothing that movie brought to the table that other Marvel movies didn't bring better. It's like they weren't entirely sure what they were doing. You know, it was trying to introduce him, but not introduce him, and Aunt May, but not introduce Aunt May, and all of that. And then there's the going round circle for guys to Uncle Ben, and it was like, eh. But having seen uh, Infinity War and Endgame, and now realised what they were doing where they were doing, like, a multi-movie arc to introduce Spider-Man to the Marvel Universe. So, that when we got this movie, this was, like, the first time we'd really seen Spider-Man in Marvel Universe, you know? And I think, in that regard, they did a good job. It was really fun, really enjoyable. Seeing Spider-Man play with Nick Fury was fantastic. Really, really funny. Um, Happy Hogan's good. Uh, Aunt May's good. The villainous stuff was really cool. I will be going in detail on that in a second when I do the spoilery part for the review. But what I would say for now is Jake Gyllenhaal was absolutely fantastic. And I bought every second of him and Peter Parker completely, utterly, hook, line, sinker, bought it. And it was great. I really enjoyed it. I definitely recommend it. Don't want to be spoiled. Go and see it. It's funny. It's clever. It's action-packed. It's got a really good plot. It follows on from Avengers in Endgame really well and also seems to set up some of the idea of where future would go in terms of Marvel. So definitely go and see it. Four out of five, you know, four out of five Friday Night Frights. And despite my troubles and my woes with this podcast, I was able to get out of myself for a couple of hours and enjoy a movie. So definitely recommend it. Go see Spider-Man Far From Home. And if you want to be spoiled, I'll be back in a few seconds.
Okay, so if you're still here, you want spoilers. So spoilers are going to be from this point forward. So if you don't want to listen to spoilers, I will listen from the 22nd portion of this little section onwards. I did love this movie. I really enjoyed this movie. And I'm going to go in detail about what I enjoyed about it right now. Okay, so I love this movie because I love, love, love when Marvel sings. Marvel really play with the idea of these characters because in this movie they did such a great job of having Mysterio played by Jake Gyllenhaal aka Quentin Beck he did such a great job building up him as this character and you're like at some point you're thinking if you know comic books you know he's a villain in comics and you're trying to figure out are Marvel going to play us are they actually going to go full width with him as a hero and then they resolve the core plot with the elementals and you're just thinking they have to pull. They have to pull the lever. They have to go there. I mean, we've got half hour of the movie left. Forty five minutes actually. They have to go there, surely. And then there's a bit of doubt. And then you get a cool moment where Spider Man puts his full trust in him. And then they reveal who he really is. And it's such an such an awesome moment where he reveal exactly what his plan is. So cool. And all tie backs to our early Marvel movies and Civil War of Tony Stark's techno bath technology. And just the general vibe of like his ridiculous speech about who he is and what he's doing, what he's aiming to achieve. It goes on for so long that it becomes amazing because it's like these characters know it. Him and his crew know what he's doing and what his plan is. They explain it to the audience and it sounds silly and it is. And it's kind of like in terms of the universe, it makes no sense they would explain this. But in terms of the story and watching it live, it's so funny that you get this giant exposition dub as Jake Gyllenhaal gets more and more worked up. And it leads to some unbelievable Mysterio level manipulations of Spider-Man I mean proper full on this shit is straight out of a comic book and it at times it gets a bit exasperating it's like how can he pull this off he doesn't actually have magical powers it's, it's an illusion and then you think trips, illusions, tricks are for whores you know, if you think that, then you watch a movie. But I really enjoyed that. I thought Gillian Hall was amazing in the movie. He really did a great job. Because you can believe someone like him would be in a Marvel movie as one of the main characters. Like, in slight different time frame, he could have easily played Doctor Strange, you know? So he, you buy him as, like, one of these characters. And especially since he made Zojack with Ruffalo and Rob Down Jr. I mean, he was the last member of Trinity of the... David Finch's best movie to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and he plays Mysterio. It's film. It's cool. Also loved the idea that Nick Fury was haranguing Spider-Man the whole time. And then the twist at the end of the trailers, oh, which I won't go, in, won't go in detail on, you know. I won't go in detail on that. You just need to see the movie for that. You know, I didn't watch I've post credit scenes. I know what they are, but I didn't watch them. But I think... From the sounds of it, they'll impact Marvel Cinematic Universe quite a bit in the near future. But yeah, I just thought that's great. I thought the stuff with May and Happy Hogan's really funny. You know, John Favreau's a very good comic actor, and I think Maurice Tomei getting a bit more to do is fun. Although I did not care for the fact that they've completely shrugged off and that she knows Peter Parker's Spider-Man. I get that Blip impacted that a fair bit. But at the same time, it's like that could have given her some real dramatic material to work with and they just shrug it off it's like okay it's fine you know it's nice that she got over it quickly but we haven't got to see it so it's a bit 
like with Uncle Ben, where these two things clearly have influenced how Peter is acting at this stage, but they're not shown to us, they're just told, which is been annoying. I also thought the deification of Tony Stark was a bit weird, because, I mean, he's not coming back, he's done, he's finished. And having another of his, um, another character who Tony forced, pushed in villainy, be one of Spider-Man's villains, is a bit, nah. No, I, I get criticism for that, but at the same time, I like the idea that Peter Parker's picked up this legacy to an extent, and I like the fact that he's run with it. He's clearly the big superhero Marvel now. I know Captain Marvel is the big um, powerhouse, but Spider-Man's always going to be Marvel's number one, so even peace with Sony. What other stuff do I like? Um, the vibe, the Nick Fury banter. Samuel Jackson's clearly at this point having time for his life. He's just really enjoying playing up the similar aspects of Marvel Universe. And his banter here and in Captain Marvel is so on point. And also, this movie was really, really funny, which is good. Uh, criticisms? I suppose, like I said, a bit too much deification for Tony Stark. Um... No, he's influencing things a lot. And on one hand, that's cool. On the other hand, you, they can't go back to that way too much more. The end of this movie seems to suggest Spider-Man would go completely solo from this point on, which would be good because, you know, you need to sort of have him be his own character from now, surely, you know. And also, I, I, I like jokes about Blip and about F1 coming back after Endgame and things like that in the middle of basketball games and May showing up in uh, her old, their old flat or house or whatever five years later when there's somebody's living there. I thought that stuff was interesting. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like the whole Blip thing's going to be a particularly big plot point. Although maybe it will be. Maybe when we get to like the 20 movies... Of movies set in 2023 in Marvel Universe will be a bit more apparent that it's part of the overarching story. But I feel like Marvel's working on something for a big, long-form story and they're just taking their time getting there. And why wouldn't they? I mean, our movies at the moment are being made in, like, 2019 and they'll come out and then they'll eventually get to 2023 in real time and then they'll probably do big stories from there so they've got a bit of leeway but it's not quite universe shattering event you'd think it'd be always people come back but at the same time they've got eight months they've also pushed eight months later so you know who knows maybe it'll be maybe it'll be something interesting when we catch up to them in terms of real time to 2023 and plus you've got the disney plus shows so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought the twist was amazing. Um, I hope they can find some way to bring Jake Gyllenhaal back um, as character. Uh, you know, that'd be really cool because he's a really good villain. But at the same time, Spider-Man's got so many villains, they should just focus on them for a while, you know. Plus, since the six could be in the next Spider-Man movie, that'd be really cool. And the way this movie ends post credit stuff, there's a lot of dramatic potential future Spider-Man movies, so it'll be good. Anyway, this is Ian Austin, Friday Night Fright, signing off. This was not quite a kid-friendly podcast I anticipate making, but it's free content, and it's a good advertisement for, for my future patron, where when I actually get set up, there'll be more stuff like this on there. But for now, remember, life is beautiful. <laughs>